This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Welcome back to another Lifestyles podcast. My name is Marissa Russell and I'm the Lifestyles editor and podcast manager here at The Torch. My name is Jessica Oaks. I'm a special editions editor and a news reporter at The Torch. And I am the news editor, Noah Kirchin, at The Torch. So Noah and I are frequent flyers on these podcasts, as our listeners would know, but Jess is new. So Jess, would you like to like introduce yourself a little bit? Like, What are you here for? What do you want to do in life? Like The hard questions. So I'm a sophomore at Ferris, and I'm studying technical communications and social justice, um, but I'm doing my journalism thing while I'm here, and I'm going to try to take that to political writing somehow. You poor soul. I could never. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's kind of where I'm headed, too. <laughs> Both of y'all. Noah and I are kindred spirits. Yeah. We found well, that out when you guys were trying to do divided opinions. Oh, we, c- yeah. we can't disagree on anything. Yeah, we're pretty much the same person. <laughs> the Torchies are all incredibly similar. It is quite shocking. There's an invisible string. Yeah. Except for the ones that, like, really stand out and, like, they just stick out like an like sore thumb. <laughs> No names, no names. <laughs> Never. Oh my gosh, absolutely not. So on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about modern love. This was requested personally to me to bring back. So modern love is a one of our subtopics that we talk about in Lifestyles. And it goes from various things. We've talked about red flags in modern love. We've talked about... What have we talked about, Noah? It's been a while. Oh, goodness. We talked about... <sighs> Red flags and like on our red flags episode, and I think we had one other episode. We just kind of talked about like dating in general. What is modern love? I think was how it started. What is modern love and like dating in college and stuff we covered in that episode. So definitely go back and give those old ones a listen, and you'll get a lot more context on Marissa and myself. But today you get to hear all about our new lives and Jess's life with our, and we're gonna focus more about dating apps. So. The big dating apps out right now are Tinder, Hinge, Bumble. Am I missing any? Oh, honey. Oh, Grindr. You're (laughs) missing. Oh, you're not just missing Grindr. You're missing an entire. You you can just handle the straight ones, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I, surprisingly enough, am not on the dating apps anymore because I somehow found a boyfriend halfway across the country, but still, we count it. I feel like Marissa and I have switched places because I was with one person for four years. That was me freshman year. I could never. And now I'm on the dating app game, and now Marissa has given it up. So she kind of passed the torch, you could say. Yes, mother to daughter. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a while since I've been on dating apps. Like, what do you guys think about them at the moment? They kind of – it's kind of like a – like changing topic like do we like dating apps do we hate dating apps do we think that they're actually useful do we think that they're hindering the dating process because a lot of people on there aren't actually there to like necessarily date they're just for hookups and sex you were fresh to the dating scene jess so i'll let you go first i think um it can be a pretty good thing if you're clear about what you're looking for on the dating apps some people will put that in their bios so there's no confusion (laughs) The tricky thing, though, is if people are actually being honest if when they put that in their bio. Because sometimes I know guys have put it in their bio, say, I'm looking for serious stuff, like all this and that. And then in reality, they're not, but they didn't want to come off as an F-boy. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, over here on the gay side of things, um, it's kind of a nightmare. Uh, I kind of discussed this on, like, Welcome to Modern Love, but we live in quite the gay drive. My dating pool is very limited. I have maxed out Tinder, like, the 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 mile radius probably by now. Like, and it doesn't take me that long. It's like 15 minutes on Tinder and I'm out. Uh, there Monday when we were in the office, uh, Noah was talking to two other people that work for the Torch. They are also in the LBGT plus community. And they're just like, oh, Noah, you'll never guess. There is this new. Oh, yeah. Uh, is it offensive to say twink? No, that's pretty much the definition. Okay, I just want to make sure because, like, I'm I've accepted that I'm gonna get canceled at some point, but I wouldn't want to get canceled this early in the semester. I got big plans for us. That's fair. But anyway, they're like, no, there's this new twink, and immediately, without a like beat of hesitation, he's like, oh, the one at Marshalls or the one at uh, Goodwill or. Oh yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, we just saw the Goodwill one. But no, we're talking about the Marshalls one. And it was just like the funniest thing because they literally said, oh, we know every single person in the like gay community here in Big Rapids. It's kind of hilarious, too, because um, like not to expose myself too much, but if you move on over to Grindr, you can see uh, people's distance uh, if they're close enough in feet. What? Yeah. I am dead in feet. And so, I like, I can even see who's, like, in my apartment complex. <laughs> if somebody does not want to be out, then that's not good for them. No. And, okay, Grinder is such an enigma because, like, no matter how you slice it, like, you are not going on Grinder for a date. Well, mm. you are <laughs> not going out on a date in public. <laughs> uh, the funny thing about the torch is that we're very close-knit community and like we are very much like in the lgbt plus community but there has always been uh since i've been here people that didn't necessarily say that they were like gay or bisexual or whatever and then just like once a week somebody come into the office and be like you'll never guess who i found on grinder today <laughs> oh yeah it was the funniest thing we haven't had that because our like staff is pretty close right now and everyone's pretty open about where they stand well, it was always really funny. Um, I went to a rather like conservative Christian high school, and um, <laughs> popping up grinder in that town was a field day. Holy <laughs> cow, was that fun! You could expose them because, like, just because people think they're being like super secret, like people are not very good at like remaining anonymous on the internet. Like, just photos. Like this one kid um, from my from my high school had a tattoo on his abdomen. That, like, was very clearly visible in the photo. And it was, like, a tattoo that only he had. It was kind of hilarious. Because, like, if you're not... I don't know. I just... It's it's just funny to to find the closeted gaze on Grinder. I feel like the closet has changed a lot. Because coming out doesn't seem like as big of a deal as it used to be. Because we're not really expecting that everyone is straight in the first place as much. At least young people aren't. Um... So I think that, I think that's a good thing. Like if any of my friends were gay, it wouldn't be an announcement. It would kind of just be a, an acknowledgement. So this is kind of off the dating path, but do you guys think that if you are gay or bi or whatever, that you should have to come out? 
Okay, so I have some thoughts on this because I've had some varied coming out experiences. Uh, we kind of discussed one before the show that I really don't want to get into on the show, but there was another experience. Um, like when I came out to uh, my sister, um, she kind of just chuckled and said, oh yeah, me and uh, aunt so-and-so were just kind of taking bets on it last week as to when you'd actually just come out of the closet already. And honestly, that made me feel a lot better. Um, it, it made me feel a lot less alone in the whole process. And like, and then the, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that today coming out is a lot less of an ordeal. Like people feel that they're in a lot more of a safer place than we were say even a decade ago. Just what? Uh, 2014 was when gay marriage 2015. was 2015. 2015 was yeah. it? Yeah. 2015 was when gay marriage was legalized. So that's like when like right before then was when all the YouTube videos and all everyone was like making like big announcements for it. And now it's just like, uh, like just kind of like in passing, like, Oh yeah, I'm gay. Yeah. I think it's funny that the, uh, infamous Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial is actually older than the, uh, ability for gay people to get <laughs> married in the United States. <laughs> um, We're very early in history. Like what a hilarious thing to be older than gay rights. <laughs> Uh, I did see a post a while. This has been like a couple years ago. But I always think about it. I, as a parent posting about, I don't want my kid to come out and tell me that they're gay because I don't expect them to be straight. Whoever they bring home is whoever they bring home. I'm not right. gonna. I'm not gonna expect them to someday tell me, oh hey, by the way, I'm straight because that's what gay people do. So why would straight people have to do the same thing? Yeah, and I, I feel like we're we're moving towards a future where that will be the norm but we are still quite a quite a ways off mm -hmm. i think like our generation when their parents that it would be the norm to to just kind of expect like oh you'll bring home who you bring home you know like i feel like as a population we're kind of getting to the point where we realize that sexuality is a fluid thing and that like you that like heterosexuality is nowhere close to as normal as we once thought it was i feel like dating apps could be a convenient thing in that light because it gives you a chance to i mean i don't mean to commodify it by say peruse your options but you really can conveniently and only see people who could potentially be interested instead of having to figure it out in real life yeah and that's another struggle too jess is very right it is it's helpful to have these apps because like i I can't imagine the struggles that, like, uh, I guess, like, my gay ancestors went through. <laughs> like, it just, I, and it was not even that far in the past. And I know that we just keep circling back to this point, but you're totally right. It makes things a lot easier and a lot less scary because, like, yeah, you can have the one-off incident where a homophobe is trying to, like, bait gay people mm -hmm. through a dating app. But, like, you're totally right. It it is a huge benefit for safety. And like you said, since it's such a small place that we live in, okay, I haven't even told anyone in the world this, but I put my Tinder on to show me everyone for like 12 hours just to see. Within that time, a mutual fr a friend of a friend found me, told my friend she saw me on Tinder. <laughs> so that didn't stay a secret for more than 12 hours. Honestly, I thought about doing that just like as just curiosity, honestly. And I was like, I know too many people. Like, I'm not going to say I'm big in the community, but I'm from here. 
I work at a lot of, like, local places. And I was like, I don't want, like, people automatically already ass- – because people think I'm already gay. And I don't understand it, but I've kind of accepted it at this point. Marissa and I are together on that one. We oh, can't yeah. beat these accusations. I'm sorry. I've literally both thought you were both a little fruity <laughs> when I first met you. Nope, like- just in the head. <laughs> um, and, like – I, like, I can only imagine, like, I want to set my Tinder to straight just to cause some chaos in my life. <laughs> like, just Breaking to confuse news. some people. Because I would bump into loads of people I know. Like, that's just gonna happen. Like, I just want to see it. I just want to see the chaos I could cause. I love chaos. <laughs> uh, so, back on to this. Uh, what should I ask next? Do you guys think that a relationship can be forged from dating apps i mean that's how i met my current boyfriend it can because i've seen it oh yeah like see it right now in front of me (laughs) my sister is currently uh i like uh how long have they been together i think like almost two years at this point and they met on tinder like they're like honestly end game couple goals (laughs) they met on tinder like it can happen yeah, one of my best friends lives with her boyfriend that she met on Tinder. I mean, it's definitely possible because I see it, but it's the opposite of what I use it for, not my see, end game. For when I was on like dating apps, I kind of saw not necessarily like, like yes, you could have hookups and whatever else when you're on there, but it was also just like basically kind of like another way of like social media to like find people that you were attracted to from around here. That you could, like, maybe you didn't want to, like, follow them on Instagram or add them as a friend because you thought that was weird. But if you could find them on Tinder, like, then you know this person liked me. I liked them. And then you have, wait, that's kind of how me and my boyfriend were. We went to the same high school and whatnot. He did not remember me whatsoever. So I'm going to throw a little (laughs) shade right now. But, uh, like, we were from the same hometown. His sister is in my grade. And he was literally down in San Antonio. And we matched on Tinder. And... That was kind of like the little like push was we both like we had followed each other on like Instagram and whatnot. So we had each other on social media, but we had never actually talked and matching on Tinder was how we got that little push. It skips the the prelude to anything romantic that would happen because you might normally have like a friends to lovers plot and dating apps completely cross that out. I can give you a couple book recommendations for those <laughs> if you really want the prelude. <laughs> But no, like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like the new social courting. Like, instead of going out with, like, your family, with your spouse, and them having watched you do on a carriage ride, mm-hmm. now you're sending stupid pickup lines to each other on Tinder. I or like Bumble. that you say courting because it's such a different light than a dating app gets. If I can tell a short story. Of course you can. Because I do think you can do these dating apps in, I don't know, a classy way, a chivalrous <laughs> way, if you want to. Um, when I was in Florida for August, like my second day there, um, I had an expensive uh, restaurant in one of my Bumble questions. I said, who's going to take me to Crown and Bowl? Because it just had $2 signs or $3 signs on Google. And I thought, why not? Someone asked me, so what's Crown and Bowl? What's this place? So um, we went there and it was like a real date. It was an actual in public date. It was as respectful as it could be. We spent like eight hours together the next day. We have a streak. We talk every day. Oh, how cute. I know. It sounds so fake. And here's the thing. 
So he is from um, Pennsylvania, goes to school in North Carolina. So we know we'll probably never see each other again. And we knew that at the time, and that made it so much more fun, too. I love that. It felt, I know. It was so Honestly, you can get friends. Like, I know that Bumble does have the option to go, like, from dating to friends to business. So, like, you business? have. Business? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, so, like, you do have options with Bumble, but, like. How many people actually use those options? Like, no one didn't even know that Bumble had a dating option. How do you think I got option. the job? Yeah. I mean, just matched on Bumble, and I said, Bumble oh, business. No, not on Bumble business. Just swiped right on the torsion. We swiped right on her. Oh, that's a good intro to the story of my life. I love that. Um, I love that you have this, like, successful story from Tinder where I've only had exclusively horror stories from Tinder. Um, Like, I don't know if it's Tinder specifically, but, like, all of the men I have met from Tinder have been insane. (laughs) Like, I don't want to try and, like, characterize an entire population, but Big Rapids Tinder gays are on an entirely different level. I have, like... I've never met such a clingy population. Like, no offense to y'all, but it's the truth. Like, Bumble, far better. But, like, I, I just, it's always been, I've always just found creep. Let, let's be honest, just creeps. <laughs> That's such I, a niche population. Well, my favorite is, like, the creepy guys on Tinder. Like, I remember one kid I went to high school with, and it's still in Big Rapids area, his literal profile, like, bio thing was, I have a big D. And I was just like, you really think that that's, like, a swiping point? That's he's, grinder material. He looked, like, he went to high school with me. So he's only, like, four years older than me, maybe. So, like, 24. He looks like he's in his 30s. He looks creepy. And I'm just like, you really think that these young girls are going to want to match with you? The like, number of things in bios that I see, all I can think is, has this ever worked for you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I I don't have any examples pulled up, but like I can read you my bio, and like we can we can compare bios and uh, no, we need to compare profiles. <laughs> yeah, we can do that for sure. Ooh, you're cute. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, sidetracked. <laughs> Actually, next the funny episode, thing is, Noah's gonna be like, so that guy that I called cute. We're now dating. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, is actually my main Tinder picture is a picture of me at this very podcast mic. So uh, this is my main uh, Tinder picture. <laughs> Personality pick. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then my bio reads, <clears throat> first line, fully vaccinated. Second line, coffee enthusiast, yet Starbucks regular. Hobbies include writing, reading, video games, and working too much. Aww. And then I'll probably die in front of a computer raging leftist <laughs> that, get it out of the way that was one thing that i did have to uh accept when i did get a boyfriend was that our podcast views were gonna go down because in my tinder bio <gasps> i said i have a podcast y'all should listen to it and i'm not gonna lie i did match with some guys just to try and get the views there because there were some like simpy guys out there that were like oh well, i'll listen to your podcast i'm like cool i can take what- that over I can do that now. Uh, I was like, cool. What? Tell me what you think. And then, like, after they had listened to the podcast, tell me what they thought, did not respond. <laughs> I have a story to share, but I need to Google really quick if what I did was actually technically a crime. So, 
for okay, sure. So me and Jess will talk while Noah's Googling. So we'll talk about my Tinder profile. Um, the last picture on it, it's hysterical and it works. It's this picture. It looks like the hypnosis. <laughs> and it says, you think I'm so pretty. You want to take me to the pumpkin patch. And I get comments on it frequently. Uh, when I had Tinder, my last pictures were like dumb dumb pictures of me like one's me sitting in the shower like just like smiling with tears and it was like i want to die and then there's one me like drunk holding a jug of apple juice (laughs) smiling with like the biggest like foolish smile okay no what you got for us okay so according to google this is just more of an ethical gray area than a legal problem but some guy was incredibly uh simpy towards me and uh, was not vaccinated. And I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, we can hang out as soon as you get vaccinated. And so he proceeded to get both doses. And then I unmatched him. <laughs> I did. I did see something on Twitter about women doing that. I love that. For him. I'm sorry. Like, he, there was no medical reason. Like, I double. Ch- I, like, checked all my boxes. Like, there was no medical reason holding him back or anything like that. He was just holding out because i don't honestly know why he was just like oh i don't want to go he was just giving very general like avoidance reasons maybe he was afraid of needles man but anyways i kind of low-key uh not coerced because that sounds like a word that could get me in legal trouble (laughs) um but like gently encouraged him to get vaccinated and yeah that that was a positive experience i've uh, that's come out of tinder so i guess i can say i have had one positive experience out of tinder thank god it's not all garbage i will say though uh a downside of having tinder in the big rapids community is seeing the guys i matched with like i've been off tinder and my boyfriend have been together for like almost four months now so i've been off it for at least four months probably longer and uh like i still will get random messages like hey we matched on tinder and I was wondering where, like, what's going on here. And I'm just like, "Ah," like, dude, Uh, when I go take pictures for football, this is one of my favorite parts, is all the guys there are like, hey, I know, I've seen you in Tinder. I'm like, hey, don't bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm at work now. I'm not Marissa right now. I feel that on a personal. And, like, most of the time, my conversations, it's not that, like, a bad thing happens or, like, a negative thing happens. Most of the time, they just fizzle out and that is always the most awkward encounter in public because like you know stuff about each other you didn't end on negative terms per se more neutral than anything Mm -hmm. and so the whole interaction is just laced with this awkwardness Mm. that is horribly unavoidable and it has happened to me more times than i would like to admit and like Oh, I just I some I've I've left a store before because I saw somebody that I've like fizzled <laughs> off a conversation with as the cashier, like straight up turned around, walked out of it. It was like a gas <laughs> station. I just left. I couldn't handle it. Have My you, social battery was too dead. <laughs> have you ever had an experience where you guys ended on like like you kinda like fizzled out but like ended on pretty good terms? Yeah. But that story's not that interesting. I mean, well, I'm like, just curious because, like, I don't know how it is for you, but like, there, I don't know if you remember the podcast where I was very upset, but and a guy because the guy touched my books, but that, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a whole story. But that guy lives in my same apartment complex. Like we like see each other around all the time, and he like will come up and talk to me, like give me a hug, like be like, hey, how are you doing? I'm just like, wow, are you like a genuinely good guy or like? 
Are you just still trying to see where you stand? <laughs> yeah, I've got like a few. Like we'll just text. Like I've got like a few conversation fizzled, but we still have like a Snapchat streak, or we'll like comment a thing on each other's stories every once in a while, mm-hmm. or something like that. But but nothing where it's like. I've never encountered a situation which I low-key want to before I die because it sounds like so nice where I've started to date somebody but then realized that we would be way better friends than like romantically involved and then just get a really awesome friendship out of it. Oh, I have that. That's what me and my exes have. Uh, He sometimes says inappropriate stuff and I have to like keep him in check but like, yeah, we're like, we see each other, like we're from the same hometown, whatever else, like. I'll see him every once in a while. We have, like, talk. Like, we'll text each other, see how each other's doing. Like, It feels like I'm getting more friends than anything else on these apps. Yeah. I'm getting more Apple Music followers than anything on these apps. Yeah, I'm like, no kidding. This is not what I was going for, but if, thanks. If you put your Instagram in there, you get a lot more followers. And I'm not saying if you're here for the likes or not. Oh, but, like, not. they are pretty <laughs> nice when you just see them, like, go start shooting up. I can't tell you the last time I've actively opened Instagram for more than 90 seconds. I love really? Instagram. I use it too much. Oh, no. I TikTok is my downfall. <laughs> As you can read in the div pin between yes. Jess and Noah mm-hmm. this week's newspaper. Absolutely. We got to promote a little bit of good stuff. We can't just be sitting here talking only about dating. Like, I mean, we have to be productive. If we are talking like dating apps, though, Jess, I'm curious. Do you have like a, a horror story to share with us? Um, okay. Tinder, I've or? only met two or three people and that all went really well. Sorry, guys. I feel guilty telling my friends that when they're like crying about their Tinder stories. But um, this is just one of the funniest things anyone's ever sent me. So I was explaining my majors, and no one understands what they are, which is fine, but I explained what my social justice major is, and he goes, oh, cool, so you're like, really care about the environment and stuff. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I I try, and he goes, nice, that's why I always pee in the woods. (laughs) What? That's such like a country straight guy, like, response. Yeah, this was when I was up north. That Um, is just such a massive, like, cause effect jump like I, I i don't even know where you'd go like oh i'm environmentally conscious oh yeah i pee in the woods <laughs> like how do those two things correlate at all i mean it flushing the toilet does use a lot of water I but mean, i didn't I respond to him wow so if you're thinking of using that line on a social justice major it doesn't work what <laughs> an out-of-pocket thing to say even like I can somewhat understand if, like, you were environmental biology or something, but social justice, really. Just... He tried. He had the enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, at least he w- he gave an effort. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there is to say about that. Like, I'll give him points there. But, like, I- I'm really happy that you've only had good experiences. Like, I feel like you only having good experiences and me only having bad experiences. Like, <laughs> we've, we've equaled out the energy <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> Well, so many things have to align for me to actually oh, swipe right sure. on someone. <laughs> it takes a while. There is a screening process. Oh, I can't really. I would just like be like I like just sit there with my phone, like tap through a couple pictures. Yes or no? Tap through a couple pictures. Yes or oh, no? I even read anything. I have to read the full bio, see mm-hmm. all of the pictures. If there's no pictures. Or if there's, like, an empty bio or they only have group photos, they're an automatic left swipe. If I don't know who you are and what you're about, I'm not interested. I found group photos as a, like, investigation. Like, I felt like a police officer or something. Because <laughs> yeah, I'd be, like, I sitting there and I'd be like, that. oh, it was the... 
when the dating game is down and the people aren't just looking that hot. That was the best time, man. Facebook gave me like three good minutes per profile, and I was like, okay, let's figure it out. One time my friend said, I matched with this entire friend group, and I know because they all use the same picture in their uh, yes. profiles. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I have unfortunately also done that, but I didn't mean to. I have accidentally also matched with a good number of fraternity brothers mm. that were in the same fraternity, and that was <laughs> fun. <laughs> the most enthusiastic fun <laughs> i swipe left so quickly i i skip people that i didn't even mean to skip it uh, is Whew. red flag i know this isn't that the same podcast but just red flag throwing out right now if you're in fraternity or just mm-mm. like yeah. i did that for a while i thought maybe like maybe social media just like portrays these men wrong no, no. if <laughs> i see any greek <laughs> characters anywhere in your tinder bio in your like a school thing, your work thing, like on your sweatshirt in your photo, instant left swipe. I will not do that. That community is, in my opinion, kind of toxic and I just don't want to deal with it. I feel like also if you go through someone's profile and you see some red flags or maybe not even red flags, just not something you love, you can just file them in different parts of your brain. Like the different matches that I talk to, they also are very different. Oh, yes. roles in my life. Oh, for sure. Yes. I can understand that one completely. Yeah. So like I I don't want to get too general here, but like there are guys that like I will uh like keep around just to like talk to or like just as like people I chat with or like then there are people that I'd actively hang out with and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely get what you mean. Mm-hmm. Get a a toolbox. Yep. <laughs> An organizational system. Folders, if you will. Uh, um, I'm here to objectify men. They are same. tools in my toolbox. <laughs> my favorite was to like talk to all these buttons and have no intention of hanging out with them because I like <laughs> I hate hanging out with people. I am very much like now that I'm 21. Like yeah, I'll go out and drink and whatnot, go to the bar, but like I love to sit at my apartment by myself. Like my roommates, I can yeah. hear them coming upstairs, and I'm just like, no, get the heck out. Like I don't want to deal with you right now. Like. So, like, talking to all these men was, like, just so much fun because I was like, yeah, we can totally hang out. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but, like, what, sh- what are you doing right now? Like, n- like just trying to, like, turn off the topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, like, I I completely agree with you. I, my social battery dies very quickly, especially around new people. And yes. so, like, first dates are something I'm, A, incredibly anxious for beforehand, and then, like, I just, the I've got to keep the first date pretty short and sweet. And then, like, if I liked your vibe, then I'm less anxious for our second date. And we can kind of go from there. But, like, my, like, my social anxiety, especially since the pandemic, is just bad enough where, like, first dates are a pain. Oh, I don't even believe in dates. I cannot <laughs> tell you. I've gone through whole relationships never once going on a date with a man. Because I just hate them. They're too awkward. I'm already awkward enough. Like, I don't want to put myself through there. I already know that if we go out to dinner, the food's going to be, like, all over my face. Like, I'm going <laughs> to spill something. Like, it's just going to not be a fun time. So I'm like, okay, this is, if we're going to hang out, we're going to do it on my terms. We're going to sit and we're going to watch New Girl. Perfect. Yeah, and I definitely agree. I strongly prefer unconventional date ideas as opposed to, like, dinner and a movie because a movie you can't talk through 
and the dinner afterwards, you're usually just talking about the movie that you just watched. And so like, what's the point? I feel like you barely get to know a person on that kind of date. But like, if I'm making like a fun picnic and we're going like to some interesting spot, I mean, obviously weather permitting, like where the entire goal of the date is just to talk and there's no other barriers in the way. I think that's a lot better. That's risky, though, because at a movie, you have uh, an excuse not to talk. But if you're just in the woods having a picnic, you have to fill the silence. You're also playing the game of cards, just waiting to see if they're an axe murderer. Well, I'm just saying. That goes for all men you eat. Place. And, like, also, like, public place problems can happen, too. Like... <laughs> I don't want to discount creative date ideas. Because, like, obviously, be safe. Know who you're hanging out with. Share your location with people. Stuff like that. Be a safe human. But, like, at the same time, like, don't discount fun. Because conventional dates are sometimes just kind of boring. Is Noonlight still a thing on Tinder? It is. I don't use it. I have no I literally don't do any of the extra crap on Tinder. I just swipe. So, uh, when I first... Uh, got on Tinder, they were promoting this, like, thing. And there's another app called Noonlight, and you could share your location with your friends. And basically, if you were in danger, you'd, like, just hit a button, and I'd send out to all your friends. And so uh, when on one of my rounds of Tinder, when I was feeling extra chaotic, I was like, if something bad does happen, like, I'm not going to be mad. But, like, just in case, I probably should, like, share my location and, like, do this, like, extra step. And so, like, I just remember I sent it out to, like, my four best friends at the time. And they all, like, because we're all in the same friend group, immediately, like, put into our group chat, Marissa, what's wrong? Why am I getting this, like, notification that you're trying to, like, send me your location, like, do all this and that? Like, what is Noonline? I'm like, I thought you guys would be happy I'm trying to be safe. Well, I mean, I don't really, like, see a need for that feature personally just because, like, all of my friends and I already share our locations on Find My Friends. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just, like, a my friend group thing, but, like, we all already have each other's locations, and so that was never a problem for me. Yeah, or Snapchat. Oh, yeah. That one I really don't like, though. I have that ghost mode 99% of the time for, like, everybody but two people. I do not like the Snapchat location feature. Uh, I have my Snapchat location on, but, like, I have it on for, like, weird people. Like, my mom has said very passively that she knows when I'm doing something I'm not supposed to because my location will be turned off and I'm like or I'm just ignoring your text messages Tiffany like 50-50 you are a whole adult yeah yeah my mother is insane (laughs) um so we're getting pretty late in the podcast do you guys have anything you guys would like to add on um I mean I'm not gonna lie right now in Big Rapids I'm not really looking for love uh, dating apps are just fun for me right now. Just like hanging out with people amongst other things, you know, just the thing for me was when I was on dating apps, you could find some like actually like cool people. Like I oh, yeah. have a guy on my Snapchat that is training to go be in the Olympics. That's sweet. But like, I, I don't know. I just around here and I also don't plan to stay around here. And I know most people don't either. And so, like, I'm not getting my hopes up for, like, a really long-term relationship during college, I guess. Uh, That's just me, though. How about you? What are you looking for, I guess? Oh, yeah, I'm not stationary enough to look for anything long-term. I'll be in Florida in the summer times. I want to be Florida after I graduate, so. 
I am also just too busy for a committed relationship. Like, I have, I am committed to too many other things. Like, I don't want to give you like an hour twice a week. Like, <laughs> yeah, if I was a girlfriend, my Outlook I'd be a bad calendar. One. <laughs> like, uh, I just, I don't have the time that a, like a boyfriend deserves. Now it's to a point where I can't even imagine how anyone wants to be in a relationship. Oh yeah. Like on Boyfriend's Day, I was like. Ooh. yeah you okay <laughs> thank you like i am low-key just waiting for a guy that like meshes so well in my personality that like when we're hanging out it's like he's always been there you know mm. i'm just kind of looking for that have you guys ever had the issue of like so like you mesh well with him or yeah that'd be him for everyone here but then he doesn't mesh well with your friends oh god i mean that was probably my high school relationship. Same. <laughs> um, I, aside from this modern love podcast, tend to keep my relationships incredibly, like, private. And so <laughs> I typically don't, like, introduce a guy to my friends until we've gone on, like, three or four dates and, like, have been talking for quite some time. And honestly, to be totally frank, most men don't make it that far. <laughs> See, like, my thing was is that like, I'll be man enough to admit it. I have a lot of feelings, and so I, like, fall in love very easily. So I had to, like, make sure that my friends, like, got involved really early on before I got, like, hardcore feelings. Because if my friends didn't like them and they didn't, like, like mesh well, then I was like, I can't do this. Because, like, that's why I had, for my four-year relationship, my friends felt very awkward around my boyfriend. I felt very awkward around my boyfriend's friends. And so, like, I just never want to do that again. Yeah, I'm pretty private when I'm in a relationship because I just never wanted to be annoying about it. But if I have a Tinder date or a Tinder plan, I mean, I tell my friends everything about it because that's just gossip. That's just tea. That's not annoying like a relationship is. That's exciting. That's news. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I guess news. That. I'm a reporter. It's and news. Yeah, and occasionally, like, if I'm going on, like, a fun date or something like that, like, I will talk to my friends about it, but, like, nine times out of ten, like... I don't know. I just, I find it to be a pretty personal thing. And like, I want to, I want, first of all, for them to be able to like, just judge solely me. Cause like, that's what matters the most. And like, also, uh, I've been given two decades worth of commitment issues from the uh, male half of my DNA. So yes, I just don't really like move that quickly in relationships uh, either at least like relationships that like long term is the end game like i usually wait to build feelings uh because of those said commitment issues anyways so huh, no my commitment issues get ruined me <laughs> next yeah, podcast episode's about dads commitment <laughs> <Daddy> mm, issues <laughs> uh i could do an entire like 3 hour show by myself about daddy issues <laughs> I figured out through TikTok, this is kind of just off base, but this whole podcast has been kind of off base, uh, that I have mother issues and father issues. Oh, yeah. Because, like, so I've always seeked chaos, and I love chaos, but, like, at the same time, I want to be able to, like, somewhat control it, and that's, like, the chaos is from the dad's side, and, like, the wanting to, like, control everything is from the mother's side, and I'm like, that is, like, that makes so much sense to me now, because, like, I'll put myself... And, like, crazy situations, but at the same time, if I know, like, there's just, like, I can't control everything, single aspect, I'm just like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. 
See, my parents like drastically different um, life models post divorce gave me just because they were so, so different. The two things coming together just straight up like gave me such weird warped commitment issues. It's kind of hilarious. Like, no, I, I, I'm going to be spending a decade on a therapist couch. Like, it's just the truth. I had one more question, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to add? Not really. I think I've said my piece. Yeah. Oh, I know. Okay. So, no, I have a question, but I don't want it to be offensive, so we might have to cut this. Go ahead. So, in, I know for, like, in a traditional, like, male-female date the male is supposed to at least offer to pay i don't agree with this but pay for the date it what happens in the gay men dates <clears throat> crippling anxiety <laughs> <laughs> um okay here's the thing i like some like vain and trashy people will say like oh the top pays <laughs> <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. I honestly have just, for the most part, ha- like usually for the first couple of dates, I'll just suggest Dutch and then we can go from there and like we'll split for the first couple. And then afterwards, like we can just go every other, you know, we, it's just we can figure it out. Um, it's really never been an issue because like usually the first date will be like coffee. And that's typically a very much like order it yourself for yourself kind of thing. Um, it kind of just gets a little more trickier when you go towards like a restaurant situation, but usually by then it's sorted out and, and usually it's unspoken. It just kind of naturally comes, but uh, honestly, like most people should be adult enough to have an honest conversation about this if they are uncomfortable. Um, I should be able to, but no, I just kind of just hope everything works out. See, in my perspective, if you on a date, like, I'm not saying like, you have to pay for me. Like, if you do pay for me, then either I'll pay for the next one or we'll go do, like, we go get dinner. I'll pay for drinks after or... Yeah, or something like that, like activity and meal. Like, yeah, you can find creative ways to split it. And, like, I don't know, I feel like even heterosexual relationships are skirting away from those norms pretty much, uh, in my opinion. And I feel like it's kind of universally becoming, like, less of an issue. That's just me. Yeah, valid. Well, thank you guys for coming on my podcast. I hope you come again. Of course. Anytime. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you are part of the Torch or if you want to follow us on social medias and, like, tweet at us, our random emoji for the day is the black heart because that is my favorite emoji in the world. Mine's favorite. My favorite's the purple one. I'm kind of ashamed. You know what? Pick a heart, Je- pick a heart color, Jess. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a war. Ooh, uh, give me the yellow one, the gold one. Okay. So, so whoever you agreed with most, you put that <laughs> heart. Yeah, whoever whoever you want to support most. Purple for for me, Noah. Black for Marissa, and yellow for Jess. Now I will warn you, I do have control over a good portion of the world. So if anybody opposes me, like you may be screwed for the rest of your life. <laughs> Thanks um, for listening. I won't blatantly threaten you like Marissa will. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Goodbye forever.